Blog Talk Radio. Book of Enoch, chapter 62. And thus the Most High commanded the kings and the mighty and the exalted and those that dwell on the earth and said, Open your eyes and lift up your horns if ye are able to recognize the elect one. And the Most High of Spirit seated him on the throne of his glory, and the spirit of righteousness was poured out upon him. And the word of his mouth slays all sinners, and all unrighteous are destroyed from before his face. And there shall stand up in that day all the kings, and the mighty, and the exalted, and those who hold the earth. And they shall see and recognize how he sits on the throne of his glory, and righteousness is judged before him, and no lying word is spoken before him. Then shall pain come upon them as a woman in travail, and she his pain in bringing forth. When a child enters the mouth of the womb, and she has pain in bringing forth. And one partition of them shall look on the other, and they shall be terrified. They shall be downcast of countenance, and pain shall seize them. When they see the Son of Man sitting on the throne of his glory. And the kings and the mighty and all who possess the earth shall bless and glorify and extol him who rules over all, who was hidden. From the beginning the Son of Man was hidden, and the Most High preserved him in the presence of his might and revealed him to the elect. And the congregation of the elect and the holy shall be sown, and all elect shall stand before him on that day. And all the kings and the mighty and the exalted and those who rule the earth shall fall down before him on their faces. And they shall worship and set their hope upon the Son of Man and petition him and supplicate for mercy at his hands. Nevertheless, the Most High of Spirits will so press them that they shall hastily go forth from his presence. And their faces shall be filled with shame and the darkness grow deeper on their faces. And he will deliver them to the angels for punishment, to execute vengeance on them, because they have oppressed his children and his elect. We read that again. He will deliver them to the angels for punishment, to execute vengeance on them, because they have oppressed his children and his elect. And they shall be a spectacle for the righteous and his elect. They shall rejoice over them, because the wrath of the Most High of Spirits resteth upon them, and his sword is drunk in their blood. And the righteous and the elect shall be saved on that day, and they shall never thenceforth see the face of the sinners and the unrighteous. The Most High of Spirits will abide over them, and with that Son of Man shall they eat and lie down and rise up forever and ever. And the righteous and elect shall have risen from the earth and cease to be downcast of continence and they shall be clothed with garments of glory and these shall be the garments of life from the most high of spirits and your garments shall not grow old nor your glory pass away before the most high of spirits 
peace be unto you, brothers and sisters. Peace be unto you. This is your brother DL, Elder Youngman, for those that follow online. And the name of tonight the name of tonight's message is Angry White Men. Angry White Men. So now you've got a situation, brothers and sisters, where um if you have not COVID, you now live in a country where um, these angry uh, white nationalists, white men, now have a Supreme Court that will make laws that will allow them to do whatever they want. If they want to let that vote pass where, um, you know, your freedom, you know, your freedom was not a, uh, a done deal. It was... Um, an amendment to the Constitution that has to be voted on every so often. So if it comes up and they decide not to do it, and then all of the black folks go crazy and they lose their mind and they go and they get lawyers and all that, now it has to go to the Supreme Court. Guess what? (laughs) We knew this day was coming. We warned y'all about this day. But the thing to understand is why. Why do you see this utter desperation um, amongst these angry white men, these people that are influenced by uh, the Red Angels, right? Uh, These tyrants. And it's very clear that they stand for tyranny. Why? Because... They are hoarding power. They are, uh, I mean, it's it's shameless how they, you know, these politicians, these folks that, I mean, it was disgusting. uh, How they sat up on the TV and they talked about, well, this is not an honorable process. And, you know, you've lied and you've done this. And there are people that are, you know, there are people that have lied so much on the Congress. Oh, my, okay, I, I can't even get into that right now. But it was comical how, you know, how they victimized themselves and how, you know, you know we've been attacked and, you know, a good man has been attacked. <laughs> Woo, I can barely even get this out, y'all. The hypocrisy is it's, it's unbelievable. But to give some understanding about what you see and what you're going to see, these angry white men they're hoarding this power they're they're, you know it's almost it's ghetto really Um, you know how you can you've always had that friend uh, that you've known as a young person that's ghetto they're just not used to anything and they cannot uh, not take and not steal that's how these people are going about their business today and what you're seeing is a level of desperation um, amongst what we know as these old, uh, pasty, angry white men. And it's deeper than what um, it seems. It's not just an opportunity for them. It's almost like desperation where uh, they're willing to, you know, do these things that are quote-unquote not honorable. Uh, they're willing to lie. They're willing to steal. They're willing to to do things within the country that seem um, tyrannical. 
what we have to understand is that we've entered a period in time where these men can see their end. We have entered a point in time where statistically speaking, not just coming out of the scriptures, not just telling them um, that Mystery Babylon is cursed and is dying and, you know, you're... The way you've lived has now brought down uh, the judgment of the Most High. Statistically, right now, there are more um, white men dying than are being born in the earth. A new study done by the U.S. Census Bureau shows Caucasians could be a minority sooner than previously thought. While the white population is aging quickly, many white Americans are delaying their decision to have a family. And as a result, the population is decreasing and minority groups are growing at a rapid speed. Correspondent Ashley Banks has more. For the first time in U.S. history, more white people died than were born in 2016. Data shows in 26 states, whites are dying faster than they're being born. Between 1999 and 2016, the number of white births fell by 10.8%. That stands at just over 2 million. Researchers suggest the reasons for this decrease are the Great Recession, a drop in fertility rates because people can't afford to have children, and a rise in mortality rates as most of the white population is aging and dying of natural causes while others are dying from drug overdoses. A demographer at the University of Texas at San Antonio and a co-author of the report says it seems that white people going under the 50% of the population mark might be happening a few years earlier than projected. Some of the states most affected by this shift are Oregon, California, Arizona, New Mexico, Florida, North and South Carolina, Pennsylvania, Maryland, and Michigan. Researchers are predicting by the year 2045, whites could drop well below 50% of the population. While the white population is decreasing, the census says minority populations are steadily rising. In 2017, the Hispanic population rose to 58.9 million, up 2.1% from 2016. The African-American population rose to 47.4 million, up 1.2% from last year. And the Asian population rose to 22.2 million people, up 3.1% from 2016. The study shows although birth rates are falling at an alarming rate for whites, they're also falling amongst other races, citing there's a lack of young people supporting baby boomers. And Washington, Ashley Banks, Art. Don't think that they don't look at things like this. They are in decline. They're women. And this is only going to make it worse. When 45 got elected and he went right on that bus and, hey, you just grab him in the right? All these women, you know, their women don't like them anymore. There's women's groups out there right now that have made pledges to try to sleep with black men just to breed their own men out of existence. Their children. Their children are the ones that are fueling the left. They're the angry white men on the left of their children. So when you see um, a Donald Trump, you know, up just spewing some of the nastiest craziness that you've ever heard. When you see a Chuck Grassley up, well, we're going to go on ahead and and we're going to get this vote. When you see a lizard like Mitch McConnell, we're going to vote on this floor. They don't care. 
about they don't care about anything that this quote unquote country is supposed to represent. All they care about is winning, and that is a uh, a reaction from the desperation that they see. Desperate people do desperate things. So I don't know why anybody would be surprised if you look uh, the suicide rate amongst white men right now, uh, the death rate. Uh, of the children right now. Now a look at a demographic trend that is surprising the experts. Despite decades of advancements in health care, diet, and safety, middle-aged white Americans are now living shorter, not longer lives. Our economics correspondent reports in the latest installment of Making Sense. Maysville, Kentucky, in the northeast corner of the state, just a short bridge away from Ohio. Despite some merchants' best efforts at cosmopolitan outreach, the downtown is struggling. But at one local establishment, business is brisk and growing. This is a Batesville 20-gauge steel protector. This one is Churchill Blue. Churchill Blue. We can't get this in a misty rose for ladies. David Lawrence manages the Knoxon Brothers Funeral Home, is also the county coroner. He's been seeing a lot of dead white males of late especially ages 45 to 54. A lot of it due to uh, alcohol or drug abuse. There has been a denim practicing medicine. Craig Denham wears multiple hats, too. This small bag is my grandfather's medical kit. A fifth-generation Kentucky family physician. My great-great-grandfather. He's also medical director for the fire department's emergency service. In the past two, two and a half years, we've had about a 300% increase in the drug-related overdose ambulance runs. And the prevalence of opiate addiction in this area continues to increase. He's like, Mom, it's nothing that you did. Me. Becky Manning's son got hooked on drugs. Fortunately, he's still alive. Almost 40 now. But she blames the drugs in part for her husband's suicide. He just carried this tremendous guilt for for everything, you know, for our son doing drugs. Then he started getting depressed, and then my husband took his own life. How did he do it? He blew his head off. Came home to that. Best friend Marcy Connor's husband also killed himself. He developed alcoholism very young in life. An addiction he shared with lifelong friends. One died with a heart attack, um, but drug use and alcohol use all the way through his life. Another one died of cancer, drank up to the very end. And my husband actually had a G-tube in, a feeding tube in, and poured alcohol down the his feeding tube until he died. Alcohol poisoning. Mm -hmm. These cases fit a disturbing national pattern. Though U.S. life expectancy has been going up steadily over the last century, there's now been a sudden and dramatic reversal for just one demographic. White non-Hispanics in America and middle age are dying in large numbers. That was certainly a huge surprise to me. Economists Angus Deaton and Ann Case, who are married, published their finding just after Deaton won the 2015 Nobel Prize in Economics. Professor Angus Deaton. The paper showed that starting in 1999, the death rate of middle-aged white Americans has been going up instead of down. We totally must have made an error. 
I mean, the whole world is getting better. Um, this middle age group is the one that's benefited most, at least since 1970, from advances in the treatment of heart disease, from people quitting smoking, all of those things. And then suddenly for this trend that's going down, just to reverse out, it seemed like you had to be wrong, but it was not wrong. The big increase was in what Case calls deaths of despair, alcohol-related liver disease, suicide, drug overdose. People kill themselves slowly with alcohol uh, or drugs or quickly with a gun. For people aged 50 to 55, for example, those rates went from 40 per 100,000 to 80 per 100,000 since the turn of the century. And it's people with a high school degree or less who are killing themselves in these ways in large numbers. That's the group that's getting hammered. And now the CDC is paying more attention to that age group and demographic. Ellen Coomler, a public health doctor from Mason County, Kentucky, says the latest data from the Centers for Disease Control pick up where the Case Deaton study leaves off. When we look at the suicide rate, when we look at unintentional injuries, a lot possibly related to substance abuse, as well as liver disease, the rates of those issues have actually increased. Marcy Connor is a nurse specializing in substance abuse who has experienced deaths of despair time and again in her own family. I had a brother that committed suicide also. And two cousins, one of them a nurse. And he started um, telling me that his depression medication wasn't working as well and pain medication wasn't working as well. And he lost his temper at work one night and got fired. Got fired. They found him hanging in his garage. And the other cousin? Mm, she overdosed. And why so much drug use and abuse? And Case and Angus Deaton found something else in their study. Since at least the mid-1990s, people's reports of pain, of sciatic pain, of neck pain, of, of lower back pain, year on year have increased. Our best, strongest pain medicines are the opioids. The mid-90s was also when the opioid painkiller OxyContin was approved by the FDA and began to be marketed aggressively to doctors. They do not have serious medical side effects, and so these drugs, which I repeat, are our best, strongest pain medications, should be used much more than they are for patients in pain. Within five years, the drug's maker, Purdue Pharma, was earning a billion dollars a year profit on OxyContin, which soon rose to three billion. As for the lack of serious side effects, well, it did have one. It's basically heroin in a pill with an FDA level on the front. So people get addicted to this. I started on oxycodone, uh, or oxycontin, in high school. Elizabeth Easton is now in recovery. I unleashed something horrid in me many years ago from doing one, one pill. So I went from taking them to snorting them to, yeah, injecting, which is really, really horrid. Because you gotta have it. You have to. It's the only thing that makes you feel normal, and it's the farthest thing from normal. It controls your life. You're, you're a different person. That's what Becky Manning saw in her son. Seeking and finding the next tie was his priority, no matter who he took down with him. The brain is telling you, i got to have it again. I need more. So that's where you end up with that craving. The craving ends up with, you know, seeking supply. And though lawsuits and the government crackdown have helped curb the supply of OxyContin, 
cheap heroin is more than filling the void. If you can't get your pain pills that you were abusing, you're going to find a source somewhere, and so people are turning to street drug heroin, which is more dangerous in the sense that you're taking something made in somebody's garage versus something made in a factory. In many areas, it's cheaper to get high on heroin than it would be to get drunk. Economist Chris Room. This is a major health crisis. I mean, drug poisonings have become the biggest source of preventable premature deaths. You know, so, so for example, there, there are more drug poisoning deaths than uh, car crash deaths. Uh, and that's quite recent. And says Dr. Denham, I'm seeing just as many middle-aged women as I am middle-aged men. Bucking a century-long improvement in white longevity people without jobs and people kind of just keeping themselves uh, secluded from others. For the PBS NewsHour, economics correspondent Paul Salmon reporting grimly from Maysville, Kentucky. These folks are supposed to be, uh, they're, they're going to be the minority and they know that. And we're talking again about uh, the strength at a seed level where a mutated seed um, is weaker than a indigenous seed. They know this. That is why it's okay for police to shoot you down in the street. That's why it was okay uh, to enslave you and work you uh, like a beast of burden. That's why it was okay to hang you off of trees and to not ever give you these supposed rights to dangle them in front of you and make you think that you have them, right? It has always come down to a situation where uh, they understood that by natural selection uh, they could not have existed here without us. They, they, that's the reason that they did all the spinal taps and all of that weird, crazy witchcraft science um, to, to, to extract out of you the strength for living here on this planet because they're not terrestrial beings. So the desperation that you see in this political sphere goes so much deeper. If you look across the timeline of all of the, the empires, the kingdoms, they have always had to try to eradicate this indigenous seed. And brothers and sisters, that has been the whole reason um, that we've been on here. Uh, that's the whole reason, one of the whole reasons that our brother, um, Brother Yaya, has come in and he was given the word, uh, Revelation 18.4, uh, withdraw, get out from among them, get out of their mindsets, get out of this idea that somehow uh, going and voting is going to benefit you somehow. Now, let me just go on ahead and, and, and tell y'all, this is not a message for everybody. There are some people right now that may hear this message that have to vote. You can't not vote. And nobody here is telling you not to vote. You do what's inside of you to do. But what I'm, who I'm talking to are those that have been, uh, that have been exposed to the Most High, that understand uh, the sham, that understand that this place is not our home. We are not citizens of this country. And though you have the right to vote, you, you should know that these votes don't really mean anything. Now, again, that's going to put me on the on the bad side of folks on the left. That puts me on the bad side of, of folks on the right. Because the worst 
even worse than their polar opposites, even worse than someone uh, that's either uh, a member of that left head or the right head, the worst thing that you can be is not a participant. (laughs) I'm going to just let that marinate on y'all for a while. But we, again, are right there in the middle of the of, in the middle of the road. And brothers and sisters, we're coming to a point now where um, tyranny has made a move to affect everybody's life. They have gone at this desperately. I mean, desperately since since way back there um, with Baby Bush, they've been desperate for this power, and they've done things that will tell you um, they can see their death coming and that's why you have these senators and all these people that have been um, you know so steadfast about looking good and having the right side of a discussion uh, why they can support a Donald Trump there's been a sit down and trust me they have talked about uh, their children the minds in their children they've talked about the death rate amongst their seed. They've talked about all this stuff. And when they see a person like a Donald Trump, um, and he is promising them um, that they can turn it around, they can make it all great again, they can come back into power, they can start doing the things that they used to do that would give them power, like hanging niggas off trees and hoarding all the wealth and all of this stuff but you know what the bottom line is that they don't really know who it is that they're fighting they never really knew the Romans back in the day uh, those Hebrews that would not accept the word did not know who they were fighting when they put our brother on 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 a tree and today it hasn't changed Nimrod did not know who he was fighting when he was chasing Abraham around, trying to trying to execute him, to keep what they knew uh, was happening from happening. So my main point, brothers and sisters, is that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they do. It does not matter uh, that they've stacked this court. It doesn't matter that they stole the Supreme Court um, uh, seat from you know, the one after the tent. None of that stuff matters. And the reason that it doesn't matter is exactly the reason that they're doing it. They're under judgment. As the book of Enoch very clearly lays out for us. And thus the Most High commands the kings and the mighty, the exalted, those who dwell on the earth, and said, open your eyes and lift up your horns, if you're able to recognize the elect one. Now, that is terror for them that our Messiah is coming and that he is going to uh, take us out from under their control and that he will be placed um, on a pedestal that they cannot touch. They can't do anything. Um, they can't do anything about this. And they see it happening in the earth. They see it happening in their own bodies. And that's why you have these angry old white men uh, doing all of these uh, these crazy things politically it's not just going to stay in the political field in, in the political uh, sphere it's going to begin to spill out into the streets and 
brothers and sisters. Look, you have to have his peace. You have to have his shalom. Because these folks are under judgment. And the Most High Spirit seated him on the throne of his glory. And the spirit of righteousness was poured out upon him. There is nothing that these people uh, hate more than the spirit of righteousness. Now, uh, the ruler of the world cannot be paid off. Uh, he can't be lied to. Uh, he can't be swayed or blackmailed. The spirit of righteousness will be poured out, uh, poured out all over him. And the word of his mouth slays all sinners, and all the unrighteous are destroyed from before his face. This is fear. This is desperation. And there shall stand up in that day all the kings and the mighty and the exalted and those who hold the earth and shall see and recognize how. That's injustice. That's unrighteousness. That's, that's how they can't sit on, on, on the throne of this earth. And recognize how he sits on the throne of his glory. And righteousness is just for hope before him. And no lying word is spoken before him. So look, uh, Kavanaugh, he's not had his, she hasn't had his trial yet. Uh, he can't lie to the Messiah. He can't lie to him. So that's the bottom line for these angry white men. And I don't know, I, 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 don't, I don't know that I'm done with this yet. But brothers and sisters, we can see, we can see it happening. Okay, uh, the more desperate they get, the more they tell off on themselves. These, uh, these, these angry white men in the Congress, uh, followed by their angry uh, white children um, on the left side of the argument, uh, they're going to become more and more desperate, brothers and sisters. And the point, um, the main point of any of these messages is for those that belong to the Most High, Get out the way. Move. Get out the way. Revelation 18.4. That's my time, y'all. Um, your brother DL is out.